those are three very different hobbies that uh, that you guys have been working on. I think those coasters would go really well with that faith, family, and friends sign that you've got in the background there, Swenson. You like that? You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the latest version here of the Teak Nation podcast. My name is Alex Swinson. I'll be standing in as host for today. Have some very good friends with me here uh, to uh, to share some wisdom and some insight, at least uh, to the best of their ability. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Reese Jones, Cole Connor, Ty Hogg, three members of the Collegiate Advisory Committee, current college teaks. Uh, men that are living this Teak experience day in and day out. And we're excited to have them because this episode is a continuation of what we have come to know as the Esteem Series, where we've really dug into Teak's values and, and specifically Esteem and what that means to us as members. We've focused a lot on alumni members and their Teak experience. We wanted to bring in some 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 college flair as well bring in some guys like i said that are, are living this teak experience day in and day out so thank you gentlemen for joining us here before we get going i'll give you each a a, a quick chance to introduce yourself please try and keep it uh you know seven eight minutes uh max if you could uh and, and just a little bit about yourself where you're located what your uh what year you are in school you know what college you go to and and what your teak experience is currently if you're in a an officer position um you know and what what you do there on campus so uh, we'll kick it off reese you want to you want to go first bud yeah, um, I'm a senior at the Alpha Pi chapter at George Washington University in DC. Um, right now, I don't hold any positions within the chapter. I'm just working with the CAC and kind of coasting through my last semester, getting to observe and not have to make any real decisions anymore. I know uh, as a leader, that's the quickest way to establish credibility is just to, to tell everyone you're coasting through your senior, you're not doing anything. So appreciate that. Um, Ty, uh, Probably the easiest job right now is to, to follow Reese's introduction of himself. You want to give it a crack? Yeah, so Ty Hogg from Beta Zeta at Louisiana Tech. I'm a junior in marketing. I'm the current Epi Preetness here. Uh, just a blue-collar boy from West Monroe, Louisiana, right down the road. Ty, will you, uh, will you do me a favor and just finish the phrase extra virgin olive? Oil? Yeah, that, thank you. Um, Cole Connor, go ahead, man. Bringing some youth and someone who can actually speak the English language correctly. Um, <laughs> my name is Cole Connor. Um, I'm the CAC chair, so I sit and represent uh, the CAC as well as every undergraduate across North America on the Grand Council. I am from the University of Houston, uh, the Epsilon Omicron chapter. Currently, I am the Chrysophilus finishing out that term. Uh, it's been a blast here to collect dues in the middle of a global pandemic where we had some unemployment numbers. Um, but yeah, looking forward to chatting with you guys today. Well, I appreciate it, gentlemen. Uh, I think as we can see, we're all uh, getting along really well so far, established a, a solid rapport. So excited to see where this goes. Really, you know, the goal of, of this episode of the podcast is, is just to let you guys dish a little bit, talk about some of the lessons you've learned throughout the year. 2020 has been like any year that I have experienced. And uh, being that I am quite a bit older than you young men, uh, I would imagine it's it's the same for you guys. It's been a year of, uh, you know, the, the pandemic. There's been uh, a financial crisis in a lot of ways that Cole just alluded to. There's been uh, a lot of social unrest and a lot of social change. We just got through with an election that was uh, divisive, to say the least. Uh, I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any barriers down saying that. Um, but there's also been a lot of opportunities, I think, to reflect, to grow, to develop. Um, and I'm just really curious to, to hear your experiences as college students who have seen this this year play out and how your experience has changed being largely virtual. Um, I'll mix in, you know, I want to mix in some fun stuff. I want to mix in some some topics and uh, that give you guys a little little time to share a, a bit about yourselves. But I also, you know, I want to focus on your teak journeys and your journeys as leaders 
in your chapters um, have some questions for you if we stray from those not a big deal but um, you know I just want to get the discussion started and, and kind of see where it takes us so the first thing I'll start with um, is a little more of a fun question you know maybe break the ice a little bit so to speak um, we've done a lot of online shopping here in the uh, Swinson household in 2020 uh, my wife myself everyone is uh, is getting their fair share of Amazon packages to each of you, I ask, what is the most absurd or extravagant purchase you have made in the last eight months of uh, sitting at home and, uh, in, as Riso eloquently stated, doing nothing during the uh, quarantine? So uh, whoever wants to go, go ahead. But I, I want to hear what new items you have acquired throughout this uh, this year. Well, I want Reese to go first because he's got an extravagant setup over there looking like he's uh, streaming on Twitch right now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we're talking silly purchases, I may or may not have overspent on a microphone and camera for the 9,000 hours I'm spending on Zoom for the last year of my collegiate experience. So, I mean, you know, poor purchases, but it, it makes me look better and sound a little bit better. So I'll deal with it. If this is uh, if this is better, I'm, I guess I'm glad that we're uh, we're not getting V1 of the Reese Jones podcast set up. Appreciate it. Uh, Ty or Cole, you guys, uh, you guys add anything into your, uh, your daily lives that's been exciting or unnecessary? Yeah, a couple of my buddies might tell you I bought this mustache off Amazon. Um, it's not true. I did buy a uh, blowgun that shoots darts out of it. Um, it's pretty sweet. I had a lot of fun with it early on during quarantine. I would say that... Uh, that absolutely qualifies as absurd and unnecessary. So thank you for, for sticking to the, uh, to the prompt there. Cole, bring it home, man. Uh, well, I think this one was inspired by uh, Alex Baker himself. I actually purchased a uh, ring light um, for my Zoom sessions so I can have a little bit better natural light. Um, but that was here at the tail end after I was roasted grossly for the uh, terrible lighting that I had on Zooms and team meetings and everything else. Um, and then recently I've started to, to look at my truck and want to spin things and make it look pretty too. But uh, I, I say there's a lot of stuff looking around the house and looking around everywhere that you want to spend money on. But I've been relatively, relatively good about not spending on ridiculous items. So I will say that. Good for you. Good for you. Way to, way to keep yourself financially stable. I, uh, I appreciate that. Are you, how many flags do you have flying off your tailgate on your truck? I think uh, 2.5 oh, over under is kind of the quota that I've seen around central Indiana. I don't know. I'll take well, the over on Cole. Well, when you work from home, you don't do a whole lot of driving. So um, zero flags. But uh, if you want to ship me a couple of teak flags, I'd be more than willing to set that up for you. Take a couple of pictures for you. I will. Uh, I'll look into it. I think that'd be just a, a really effective use of those flags and, and of your time to set those up. So uh, that'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe next podcast we can do a little MTV Cribs and Cole can take us out uh, out to his garage and show us, the, uh, show us the truck with the flags hanging from it. Moving from that uh, into a little more serious topic uh, as seamlessly as we can. You know, I want to get into this this genesis really of the of the esteem series which came from the fact that that the united states as a country had this uh, i guess social uprising in a lot of ways and and you know teak had some uh had some shortcomings in that neighborhood and 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 reacted to that in in a way that we felt was appropriate and necessary and hopefully you all have seen that um we're doing some some diversity and inclusion training for our collegiate officers coming up soon. Um, you can find more information about that on our website and on our social media page. But we also wanted to spotlight frauders um, with diverse backgrounds, you know, members of the LGBTQ community, members of uh, the BIPOC community. And, and a large part of this social uprising, uh, I guess, as I called it earlier, has come from this younger generation, not even the millennials, the, 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 gen, the next generation in line that, that you three belong to. And as 
college students and, and as, you know, young men, why do you think your generation has taken so much to, to these issues and taken so much to trying to make these changes? And, and why have the, the young people in this country taken on such a significant role in this whole process as we've seen it play out? Anyone can go first. I mean, I think the big thing for people our age specifically is that we've all been very internet minded since, you know, the beginning. So the access to information to point to different perspectives has always been there. Whereas I think, you know, for my parents and grandparents, the, the, the line that you're in Swenson, um, the, the, the access to, you know, seeing what's right and what's wrong and, and where there are shortcomings in our society just wasn't there. You know, if it wasn't in the news or the newspaper, you didn't see it. But I think for us, we all have by nature of having such internet access and such diverse communities that we've grown up in, like the access to uh, two perspectives as a whole, but also to see where things that are wrong are actually happening. Like that's something that if from a young age, like, you know, oh, that, you know, that shouldn't happen just because that person's black or just because that person's a woman or for whatever reason. And I think that people our age, because of our, the, the vast amount of information that we consume, I think we're generally more inclined to care about those things anyway just because of the fact that we can just soak in massive quantities of information at one time. I would probably say as well, um, I think a lot of people that are getting to our age are one, you know, they're independent in college for the first time in their lives and they have the ability to make their own decisions, form their own opinions um, and not just listen to what their parents tell them. And I think they're also getting to that age where they realize Hey, this is something I'm passionate about. I can do something about it, um, and I can I can work towards a goal and work towards some sort of common good uh, with people who are like minded and make an impact. Yeah, I mean, I also think that you know we're you know as everyone likes to say you know we're in 2020 is I mean what our education and what our college experience and what our upbringing looks like compared to what a vast majority of people in the United States has had is significantly different. We grew up with the internet. We grew up with essentially an encyclopedia that is updated instantly all of our lives. So we have access to more information than people have ever had access to before. And so with that leads more curiosity where people are getting online and they're reading about things and they're deciphering between you know, the real and fake news. And they're going through all of that and they're determining and creating opinions on things, whether in the past, it's been, you know, listening to dad and grandma and, and teachers and whatever speaking to you. Whereas now when you go into college courses and you go into, you know, some of these classes and have these discussions, it's, they're telling you about what has happened and you're asked to formulate your own opinion. I mean, I think there's a, it's just education is increasing and becoming better than it's ever been before. And you can look at that translated over to teak, right? No, no more. Are we just teaching you how to be a great team. We're, we're teaching you how to be a great man. We're teaching you not only how to be a great treasurer, but how to be a great leader and inspire others to have that same passion and to how to go out and have difficult conversations, right? I, I just, it's just, we're constantly building off and, you know, we are just the most recent product. I think the people who are, you know, following behind us and growing up now are going to be even more educated and have even more stronger ideas. Yeah, I think, I think that's really good perspective, you know, uh, as far as the ability to access information immediately and not just relying on, you know, maybe what your parents or your grandparents or, or family members or friends have told you. And, and not that that information is not valuable and, and productive in a lot of ways, but I think, you know, we today have the ability, as, as Reese said, to step outside of that and, and go find answers for ourselves. And, and that's been really powerful. And, and I think that's, that's really the exact reason why the younger generation has come up and, and been much more inclusive and, and accepting at times, you know, I want to, I want to continue down there, uh, down that path. And, and another big part of this esteem series for, for those who have listened to it. Um, and if you've not, I would encourage you to, there's four episodes. This is the fifth. They all tackle different issues, but they're all tied together. Um, by the fraternity and by the values that that we preach as members of Talk Cap Epsilon. 
And one of the big themes that I took away is, is members of our fraternity who, you know, might be gay or, or bisexual or maybe black or, or you know, of, of Asian descent, learning not just to uh, survive in that diversity, but to thrive within it and, and to really, you know, control and dictate their circumstances through reflection, through understanding, you know, where they came from, where they're going. And, and so, uh, I want to ask the same question to you three. This year, has that provided you all any opportunities to reflect or, or look back maybe on your own thoughts or ideas and, and, and maybe change some of those due to the information that's been in front of you and, and due to maybe what you've heard in some of our other podcasts, maybe what you've heard in, in podcasts unrelated to, to Teak Nation or, or what you've seen on the news, what you've seen on social media, you know, how have you reflected back on your own, your own personal upbringing and, and thoughts and feelings and ideas and, and maybe made some changes to those? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's just really interesting. As we, as we came into March and we all kind of started to sit inside and, and kind of be alone with ourselves a little more than usual. Um, and as how that semester and this year has kind of started to go on, it's provided, at least for me, a lot of time to sit back and think and almost meditate on some of these ideas. I mean, things come out and rather than being in a place where there's, you know, 15, 20 people around me at times, you know, there's only, you know, two or three. And so it, it allows you to have more time to think to yourself and form your own opinions. And almost having these, these tough conversations with yourself. And I think, you know, combined with the, that fact of social media um, as well, you can have those tough conversations. You can have conversations about some of these topics that's come up as you've had time to think about it. Whereas kind of in the past, it was you're in a large group and you felt maybe a little more pressured to have a certain thought or a certain idea. Um, but, you know, just the way that this year has started to unfold has just provided a lot more reflection time. And I think, I think that's important for people to be able to reflect on, you know, their ideas, you know, what they've done, what they've said in the past. And then charting a path forward as to, okay, this is what I believe and this is what I'm going to go forward with. And I think it's provided a lot of people with uh, a platform in themselves to, to stand up for what they believe in and what they know to be true and right. Yeah. And I, I think going from that, like this whole process of not only being inside, but being inside during a time where there's such a, like, I, I don't. I don't know what to call it, like a social awakening where all of these important issues that have kind of been, you know, pushed under the rug in our society are very present and very obvious, and there's no way not to look at it. I think that that has provided an opportunity, at least for me specifically, to kind of not just sit down and form my own opinions, but to sit down and, and reflect on and think about why, how, how do I form my opinions, not just you know, looking at what, what, what biases I might have or learning about different areas of my communities or about places that I came from that I didn't think about before that didn't, I, that subconsciously played into my decision-making, but I never thought about. I think that this, this whole time of being able to just sit with just myself and my own thoughts and just work through kind of the, the process that leads to an opinion and try and make sure that that process is as informed and as realistic as possible without making any, you know, quick judgments or letting something someone else said at any point in, you know, not influence because obviously a difference of opinion helps to form your own opinion, but not hear something that someone said and just take that and run with it. You know, being just alone for what, six, eight months at this point has made it so that every time a decision comes up or, or something happens, it's, it's a process of sitting down and, and kind of working through the, the mental underlying, you know, mechanisms in my brain that would form my opinion on that. And I think that's been a great thing. Yeah, I got a lot uh, personally just out of having conversations with other people about things. And of course I had a lot of time by myself, like Reese and Cole said, to kind of process that on my own and form my own opinions. But there's so much value in having conversations with people who aren't the same as you and who come from different backgrounds than you. And, and hearing their stories and, and knowing their experiences and that kind of thing um, is where you can find 
a lot of stuff and have a lot of realizations that you would have never understood beforehand just from talking to a person who has different experiences than you. So like someone without a mustache, for example. Exactly. You learn a lot. Um, no, I, I appreciate that, Ty. And, and I appreciate the responses that you guys gave. Um, you touched a lot on on this sense of loneliness, I guess would, would be the way to put it, being by ourselves and, and not being surrounded with our, our same social circles as we normally would. Another big part of what's taken place throughout the last six, eight months has been this sort of, you know, mental health, uh, mental health crisis in a way, people who are struggling dealing with the changes that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought onto their lives. And I feel, you know, frankly, I feel especially bad for, for high school and college students because that's such a, a formative part of life that you all are not getting the experience you signed up for, right? You signed up to go to college, to be social, to be in a fraternity. And, and that experience has been taken from you in a lot of ways. And I know that you each have, have kind of coped and thrived in, in different ways, but when it comes to the mental health side of things, you know, what have you guys done to, to just stay sane in a lot of ways and, and keep your mind moving forward instead of dwelling on the bad things, you know, reflecting on the good things. How have you all worked through those issues and, and continued to stay mentally, you know, mentally healthy and, and taking care of yourselves? I mean, at least for me, a big part of it in this whole cycle of, you know, terrible news, it feels like it gets worse every day. I, one of the big things I try to do is I don't look at the news, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I give myself the first hour of my day and the last hour of my day, aside from maybe election week where I was consistently refreshing the page. But, you know, I think that that has been very helpful because it gets really easy to just doom scroll for two hours before your day starts. And then by the time you go, all right, now it's time to eat breakfast. Well, I kind of want to get it back in bed because this sucks. So I think that a big thing for a big thing for me has been that that whole process of 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 trying to cut down on intentionally consuming things that are going to make me sad no matter how it spins. But then too, like the the whole thought of, you know, I, yeah, I'm alone. I live in an apartment with my dog. But like I, I, I made a Zoom account just to talk to my friends, like even during the summer, during the school year, like making that consistent effort to reach out to my friends and be like, hey, do you want to spend half an hour on Zoom talking about your week? Because I miss you and it's hard to be by myself right now. And I think that the ability to do those kind of things because of the technology that we have has made it significantly easier to be, you know, living on my own during this time i think personally i've tried to use it as a learning experience just knowing that you know yeah i'm missing out on all this stuff throughout my college career and covid and quarantine have kind of sucked uh, but i'm learning about how to deal with things day by day that i wouldn't normally have experienced had i had a regular four years in college um, you know i could have breezed by and and gone by the seat of my pants of, you know, just having a normal college experience. And I've had this opportunity to learn about how to adapt and how to overcome things that are unexpected and you wouldn't necessarily um, see coming. So that's been, I've seen a lot of growth there personally. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you talk about somebody who has blown a massive lead, uh, you know, Skype, that was something that I totally had forgotten about. And then suddenly Zoom comes out and I'm spending every single day on Zoom, you know, with guys like Reese, Ty, people from my chapter, Swenson, you know, I, I didn't, at the very beginning of, you know, this quarantine and, and, and COVID-19 pandemic, it was, it was fun for about a week or two. And then then you kind of got back into the swing of things and you were like, wow, I feel really alone. And then you adjusted, you know, I think we all learn to adjust and suddenly you're finding yourself on more zoom calls and I enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's now a chance that, you know, I don't get to see Reese and Ty that often normally, but now that we, you know, we're having zoom calls, I at least get to see them and hear them at least once every two or three weeks. And that's just, 
I think that kind of goes into, you know, as humans and as, as people, you know, our ability to adapt and overcome and see the good and the, the, the possibilities, even when, even when things look really dark and, and grim, our ability to sh shine through all that darkness and come through and find the good in things has just been incredible, I think. Yeah, and, and I think you really learn to appreciate some things at a higher level too, right? Like Cole said at the beginning, it was fun, right? Hell yeah, I don't have to go to class, just sit at right, sit at my desk on my computer screen. I don't have to go sit in a classroom. Don't have to talk to the professor. You know me, I, we don't have to go to the office, right? You're home. I get to you know worry about my my laundry or my dishes during the day when I might not have had time otherwise. And then after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh well, there was actually a lot that I enjoyed about going to class or going to a meeting or going to the office and. And, you know, being able to, to reflect forward and or uh, maybe preflect, I don't know what the word is, um, and, and, and think, okay, you know, when this starts back up, I'm going to appreciate these things at a little higher level, I think is another, you know, offshoot of, of where we've come. And, and so, you know, I, I think you guys are, are all really, you, you all gave some really good advice, I think, for anyone listening about, about ways to cope with, with however long this goes on moving forward, you know, being able to, to think and reflect and, and appreciate the things you have and not just surround yourself with bad news and, and, you know, force yourself to be miserable, I think is, is extremely important. It has been extremely important. It's going to continue to be extremely important as well. Um, I want to uh, shift into uh, maybe a little more uplifting uh, topic here. So I asked you guys earlier, um, what's, you know, what's the most ridiculous thing that you purchased? You know, I'm curious, this has been a time for us all to, to develop new hobbies as well. And, you know, I know Reese, you've taken on professional radio broadcasting, Ty, you've taken on mustache growing. Um, but what, you know, what's one hobby that you've picked up throughout the, the quarantine that maybe you wouldn't have had time for otherwise, but being home, being by yourself, you forced yourself to learn a new skill or, or try something different um, that's, that's worked out for you. I watched a lot of Game of Thrones. I had okay. never watched the series, so I started watching okay. that. Um, picked up a harmonica a little bit. I'm not too good at it, but I, I started messing around with it, and I can I can play piano, man. So I got that knocked out. You, you got to be careful. You can't. I was gonna say you got to be yeah. careful telling people you can play an instrument. Sitting right in front of you know what's coming next. Well, let's let's see what you got. Come on, give us a little something. All right, hold on. This like on. the Ron Burgundy jazz flute. Exactly. I'm not prepared at all. Hold on. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh... Are we doing this? We're hey, doing it's it. It's all you, man. <laughs> See, I messed up, but that was the first few notes. <laughs> that wasn't bad. That's more harmonica than I think everyone else in this call could play combined. 100%. We'll keep working at it. When we do this again next year, after you know the next eight-month quarantine – We'll expect to have the full, full piano ensemble. man set played. Yeah. Maybe maybe Cole could pick up uh, playing the piano. Maybe Reese, you could work on the vocals. We can do a full full piano man set here, CAC style. I mean, that if somebody's be... doing vocals, it's definitely not going to be me. <laughs> well, you've got the fancy mic. Yeah, See, I'll it... ship you the mic and you can sing. <laughs> I think, you know, six months ago, if you'd have told Ty if someone's playing the harmonica – you know, he just said it's not going to be him. So let's just, let's leave that door slightly ajar. Yeah. I mean, I got into um, built, making clay coasters and I have a stack just over my shoulder of 20 or 30 of them that have gone poorly. So that has been a fun hobby. <laughs> do, you, do you have one near you that's gone well that you yes. could, you could Give show me up? One with? second. All right. All right. Cole. Yeah. Well, I, you know, one of the things that I took on was uh, defending my home from the uh, varmint that is the squirrel. Um, I uh, went and purchased a, a small pellet rifle to defend our home as they were, they've begun, they get pesky, man. They start uh, going at your house and making all sorts of racket. So I am the protector and the alpha of this neighborhood and this home. That is uh, remarkable. I would expect nothing less. I think uh, Ty's been working on his uh, his blow dart game. If you need some backup, some silence, bring uh, that some, over. Some stealth, yeah, 
he's going to be coming down to Houston. We're going to need some some stealth attacks. Yeah, 20, some of these 20 yards guys. in. 20 yards They're in smart. In They're smart, man. They're on to me. So I need some some stealth. You got to start – you got to go full camo, face paint. You know, maybe keep the blaze orange vest on so you don't get mistaken for a squirrel by other orange. local squirrel hunters. Well, maybe, you know, I make an Amazon purchase for a ghillie suit. I think that would be uh, pretty necessary right now. I'll yeah, pitch you, into I mean, that one. Right now. You're on the computer. Go ahead. Reese, let's see the coaster. Okay. So this one is my most recent attempt at like marveling different colors and you can't see it, but it there's like glitter stuff in it. I don't know. This, it, it took me way longer than I would have expected it to, but it, it has been fun to see how different colors come together. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Shout, uh, shout out to Reese's Etsy page. You want to drop your, uh, your Etsy profile while we're One here? day, one day when I have more free time. All right. All right. Well, that's, uh, I, you know, those are three very different hobbies that uh, that you guys have been working on. I think those coasters would go really well with that faith, family and friends sign that you've got in the background there, Swenson. You like that? Yeah. Now you just need another one that says live, laugh, love. Maybe I'll be uh, maybe I'll be Reese's uh, Reese's first official customer. Probably. What are you charging? What are you charging for a four pack of those? For you, a year's dues. For anyone else, nothing. I do not have the power to uh, to make that decision, so I'll probably I'll probably just have Cole get eight, and then I'll <laughs> snag four of them. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Moving forward from uh, from that little get to know your CAC section, um, the going back to the once again to the esteem series. Um, Esteem, the, the definition is, is respect and admiration for ourselves and for others. When you think about, you know, Teak's values of charity, esteem, and love, how has your outlook on, on those, but just your value system in general, you know, the things that you value, the things that you cherish, the things you, you take pride in about yourself, about your personality, how has that changed throughout the time that you've been in college and, and what role has Teak played in the change that that is, has had within you? I mean, at least for me, I think I came into college with a, um, I, I wouldn't call it weak morals, but I wasn't, you know, well-defined in, in, in what matters to me and, and, and where I stand as a person. And I think that being a teak and having the opportunity to work with a bunch of different people from all over the U.S. who I never would have interacted with regardless has given me a perspective on, you know, not only what matters to me, but why it's important that I have those convictions, if that makes sense, because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people who say, well, I value family. Well, cool. You have a family. Everyone does, or at least most of us do. But I think that like part of the, the building your own value system piece comes from the conversations that I've had with brothers and with potential new members and with other teaks from other chapters and people at headquarters. So I think being a teak has really helped to give me that broader perspective of, of, of why do these things matter to me? Because it's not always just about things that directly affect me or will directly impact my future. But, you know, there's a lot of things that come up in conversation that I would never have even thought about that I'm instantly really passionate about. Yeah, I think this goes back to what I said earlier about just having conversations with other people and having conversations with guys in Teak, not just from Beta Zeta from my chapter, but guys like Tom Geary and guys like Edwin Robinson uh, and hearing from them about their experiences and kind of like what Reese said, um, not just caring or being passionate about what directly affects you, but what affects the people around you and what affects the people that you care about and that you love. Yeah, I, I I would say that uh, that the the overarching theme there is is perspective, right? And and as many different perspectives as you can add to your life, the more empathetic that you will be. And I think that's another you know another key value that's not charity, esteem, and love that is is really what our fraternity strives for is empathy the ability to understand what other people are going through. We talked about it earlier in this conversation to, to look at, at the plight of, of others and say, okay, you know, I, I can't live that because I'm not right. I, I'm, 
I don't have the same circumstances as you, the same upbringing, but I can help to understand what you're going through and, and be empathetic to, to the issues you're facing and, and do my best to help work through those. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, the, the fraternity offers us that ability. You're not, when you join a fraternity, when you join Teak, you're not sitting in your dorm room playing video games 24-7, right? You're not going to the cafeteria by yourself, grabbing lunch, and then walking back. You're engaged with people from all over the country with, with all different backgrounds, with all different perspectives, and, and hopefully that allows you to kind of clear up your own values and, and perspectives. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to hear that from, from you all. And hopefully for those listening, that's something that they have also experienced. And if not, you know, it's something that you can make a little more conscious effort to do moving forward. Um, another, you know, another big piece, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier as well, was, was reflection and introspection and, and self-evaluation and the role that that plays in all of our Teak journey, but specifically for you guys as leaders, as leaders in your chapter, um, you know, Reese, I know you were a refounding member of, a, of the Alpha Pi chapter there, and, and you really led a strong effort to get that group back up and running. Um, what role has self-reflection and introspection played in your growth as a leader and in your ability to, to, to be an effective you know, catalyst of change, whether it be in your chapter on your campus, in your own personal life, whatever avenue, you know, you want to think of it. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, like you said, I, I was part of the group that refounded Alpha Pi. And I think that reflection for me, for that first group of guys, for that, you know, original class of, of founding members, reflection was something that, and, and that whole self introspection is where we had the chance to sit down and say, well, why does this matter to us? Like, yes, love, charity, and esteem, these values sound good, and they are noble pursuits, but why specifically do I like Teak? Why do I like the organization? You know, what, and I, I think that that is really big in helping to actually tangibly benefit the chapter, because for us, when we sat down in a meeting, and I think there were 10 or 12 of us, and Nick Kimball asked the group, he said, what do you care about? Why are you here specifically? And he wouldn't let anybody leave until we had all given what he thought to be a sufficient response. And I think that that whole procedure of saying, you know, not only why do I, why do I like these values, but why does this specific experience of Teak mean something to me? You know, and I think that that's for, for me and for the group of guys that I'm around, that whole sitting down to say, why, why does, why does this group specifically mean something that I like? It could be outside of Teak, you know, this group of, of 40 guys, maybe I, I could have met them on the tennis team or something, or I would have met them somewhere else. But like, for me, the, the, the sitting down and saying, what about this group of guys makes me so excited to work with them and to create a better future so that people coming into college after us have the opportunity to enjoy this experience. I think that's been really big. Um, I, I think I learned a lot about how I respond to just certain situations and certain circumstances, whether they can be in my control or out of my control, how I as a leader behave towards that. Because as soon as quarantine first started mid-March, it was dead. You know, nothing was happening. Everybody had left campus and then it gets into the summer and we're kind of starting to progress towards a little bit more normalcy. And we sit there and think, OK, we've kind of just been sitting on our butts for the last you know, four months. What do we do now? How do we recruit guys? How do we uh, go about our regular business once we get back to campus and learning that about myself of how I can react to something that I wasn't prepared for originally and how I can react and lead other people through something like that as well has been huge for me. And I've learned a lot about myself through that. Yeah, I think, you know, as Ty kind of mentioned there, there were a lot of groups that when quarantine started and all this stuff, they sat back and they said that they weren't going to do anything until, until it goes back to normal. Right. And for some people, they thought that was going to be, five five weeks some people thought that was going to be five months right 
but there were a lot of people who sat there and they said that, you know, they resisted the, the idea of change and they said that they were just going to wait. And then there were a lot of groups, you know, Alpha Pi, especially uh, Louisiana Tech and, and us in Houston who, you know, we sat there, we did our, the call of duty for two weeks. We did the, uh, you know, stay at home and stay up late and, you know, and then guys got antsy. They were ready to do something. And so rather than sitting back and, you know, canceling what we did for our St. Jude team, we, we, we flipped it virtual and we raised $50,000 in one week. And I think that was a huge catalyst for our group to realize that the potential to operate and the potential to, to do something and find value in the fraternity was still there. And so we steamrolled through the rest of the summer and planning and, and doing Zoom calls and, and getting ready for this fall. And so it came a little easier. Whereas, you know, we had conversation with some groups that were struggling that, that they were, they, they folded and they said, well, we'll come back in spring. And it was just very interesting to see, you know, as, as Ty also mentioned, the way that we react to things and the way as leaders and chapters, we approached issues. I think if, if our executive council or e-board at that time packed up and said, well, we'll just come back in the spring. We would have a lot of guys who would have done the same thing, but, but because of our guys and our leaders going out there from the front and from the get go saying, no, we're going to push through this. We're going to use this opportunity to grow and become better that was where we saw some real growth. I mean, you learned, you learned how to do things way more efficiently. Whereas, you know, chapter meetings typically, you know, sometimes can go up to an hour, hour and a half long. You're having chapter meetings. They last 20 minutes because everybody's muted on screen. Not everybody's talking. And it's just the ability to, to adapt has just been monumental and changing the way chapters operate now. I mean, we can now do member education and, and have Alex Swinson all the way from Indianapolis come in and talk to our guys. Whereas before we had to wait for maybe Donnie or Swinson to come into town for whatever reason they were there. And so that it, it's just helped chapters grow and just become even more better. Yeah. And, and it all ties together, right? Everything we've talked about, the ability to have, perspective, the ability to reflect and, and, and look within yourself, you know, the ability to be empathetic and, and think about what others are going through. All of that plays into your ability to, to react to situations and respond appropriately. The more diversity and opinion you have, the more diversity and thought you have, the better equipped you're going to be to respond to a certain situation or to react to a, a, a negative event or a negative circumstance. And, and so, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys sharing that. And I think um, for anyone, anyone out there listening who has maybe struggled a little bit in, in how they want to bounce back from quarantine or from the, the COVID pandemic, you know, think about just starting with some reflection about how that time's gone for you, whether you journal or, or open up a Google Doc or Word document or just sit and, and think with yourself, right? That ability is is key, I think, into how we move forward from this and, and how we um, how we are able to bounce back. And, and look, we keep saying when, whenever things get back to normal, right, things are no, there's a new normal. We're not going to go back to where we were pre-COVID, but we can get to a, a, an even better place. I think if we all think about what we learned and, and think about how we can bounce back effectively and efficiently. And so, you know, I, I have just a couple things left and, and I wanna start with this. We talk about moving forward. We talk about looking forward. The year 2020 is going to end soon, hopefully. Um, I don't think we're getting an extension on it. At least I hope not. But what are you guys looking to in 2021? What are your goals? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? You know, what are you excited about in 21 that, uh, that hopefully is feasible and, and within reach because you know, there's some vaccine good news coming out. There are some things trending in the right direction. What's what's 2021 look like for you guys and, and where are you hoping to take the next year? I mean, for me, and I'm sure Cole probably feels somewhat similar as as seniors almost on our way out, looking to 2021 is really exciting because yeah, the, yes, COVID is a lot. This pandemic is a lot. There's a, a lot of obstacles to moving forward, but the the thought that in you know six eight months i will be looking at adult big boy jobs and being able to 
you know, start my life. I think that that's some, uh, it's almost a light at the end of the tunnel for me because like this has been so long. It, it feels like I've been in my apartment by myself with my dog for 30 years and I'm 21 years old. But, you know, so that, that thought that, you know, come May 17th, I'm, I'm done with college. I mean, I'm ready to become an adult and start, you know, looking at, at where I want to go after this. I think that's a, a really motivating factor for me trying to mentally reset for 2021 and what could happen after graduation. That's, I mean, that's really exciting. And that's where I, I look forward to the next year. Maybe the coaster business gets off the ground, right? Maybe, you know, maybe the Etsy page takes off and you don't even I'll, need to look for a job. I'll start the teak theme coasters and I'll sell them in batches of a thousand directly to headquarters. Well, look forward to a call from, uh, from Alex Baker on that one. I am, uh, I'm sitting, sitting that one out. Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is, uh, <clears throat> an end of the NFL season and maybe the Cowboys can recover a little bit. Um, it's been a it's been you mean a brutal recover, recover one of Zeke's fumbles instead of the other team recovering his fumbles. And, Is that what yeah, you and Dak's ankle and you know everybody else that's been hurt and uh, yeah, I just I need my sports teams. Apparently, I've just picked all the wrong teams to just hit that reset button for me um, and get back to the training ground. I mean, even the the Houston Cougars haven't been looking too promising, um, so that's been pretty pretty hard and tough for me to watch other people win and to lose. Um, but I am like Reese is saying, I was looking forward to, you know, getting, getting out of school. I think, especially as this last year of classes go through and it's all virtual, it almost feels like it's a little more drug out. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, crossing that finish line, um, going into the next chapter of my life and attacking it, um, differently because we've all learned a lot. Um, you know, I actually was thankful enough to actually get a full-time job here uh, at the tail end of the pandemic, but you know, the ability to actually go back into the office rather than sit in my house uh, and get cabin fever all day is going to be great for me as well. Um, I'm excited for hopefully a normal spring quarter. Um, we're on quarters instead of semesters for those who don't, don't follow that, I guess. Um, but freshman year, my spring quarter, we had a tornado that came through Ruston, Louisiana and wiped out like all kinds of stuff. And then spring quarter, my sophomore year, we had COVID. Uh, and so hopefully spring quarter of my junior year in 2021 will be uh, incident free, pandemic free, natural disaster free. Uh, we're building a brand new baseball stadium at Louisiana Tech. And I'm super pumped to be able to watch some baseball games there. Mine is not uh, nearly as life applicable as Reese or Cole's points were, but uh, I'm super pumped to hopefully be able to have that. It's all right. Gotta, you got to have something to look forward to. So hopefully Louisiana Tech baseball fares better than uh, any of Cole's sports teams. Hope so too. Well, I mean, it's not, it's, it's a low bar. So just, you know, be competent and uh, don't run the wrong way around the bases. And they're, they're better than, you know, the NFL's Cowboys, I would say. I, uh, I appreciate the time and I appreciate the, uh, the energy and the effort. Um, you know, you all have done a tremendous job of just reflecting yourselves throughout the last 45 minutes. And, and I appreciate that. Um, and, and again, hopefully that inspires some others to take some time and, and think about what the last year has been. It's gone by in a flash, you know, I had a, a, a daughter born in May and it's now November and she's six months old and, and it just, it went by in no time at all, but it also feels like it's been seven years, right? So um, it's been a really interesting time to, to be a teak, to be a college student as, as you guys have attested to be in a fraternity in general. Um, but I think the ability for all of us as, as teaks to work together and to lean on one another and, and, and rely on the brotherhood that you all have, not just with your local chapters, but like, like Reese said, around the country with us at headquarters, with the volunteers, with other men that you've met through the CAC or through Conclave RLCs, I think that's made it a little easier. Right. And I think that's made all of our lives a little more fulfilled because of those relationships that we share within the fraternity. I want to leave on on a high note. So I'll ask you one final uh, one final question about uh, about 2020. What is 
the very best thing that has happened to you in 2020. Uh, and that could be uh, perhaps sports related, could be personal, whatever you, whatever direction you decide to take it. What is, uh, what's the best thing that happened to you this year? I mean, I think for me, like, this is the first time I've ever been in an apartment all the way alone by myself. Before this, I lived in the teak house and before that I was in dorms. So, you know, as hard as 2020 has been, it has been a fun time to live by myself with my dog and get to just enjoy my own space. Yeah. I, uh, I think for me, uh, and you know, mom and dad may be listening to this right now as well. I love my parents dearly just as much as anybody else, but, uh, getting back out of their house and back to school, back to Houston. I think that was a huge win for me. Um, just to get back to my own life. It, it almost felt like groundhog day there with my parents, uh, during the beginning of this quarantine and this pandemic to, to go through the same things and answer some of the same questions from my parents twice a day. And it's, uh, it was nice to get back to my own life and my own, my own humble little casa here in Houston. I'm sure they missed their baby boy. They stole my dog, so they, uh, they're happy with him. I've been replaced. Inter- interesting. There's a current uh, custody battle going over for him right now. Well, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to keep us updated. I, uh, I got to do a lot more fishing than I, than I normally would have um, in the spring and the summer uh, just because of classes being online and that kind of thing. Uh, just had a lot more opportunity to kind of get away and go catch some fish. So that was, that was definitely a highlight of 2020 on my end. Very nice. Well, I, uh, as I said, I appreciate the time, guys. Appreciate the uh, the energy, the effort you put into uh, to being guests on the podcast here. And hopefully we have a chance to do this again, uh, although hopefully it's under different circumstances. But, uh, you know, I, I do think that if, if men are listening to this and, and committed to making positive changes, there's a lot they could take away from it. So um, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Best of luck with everything the rest of this school year i'm sure i'll talk to you each uh at some point on different terms but um you know to you guys that are, are getting ready to graduate good luck and and hope that works out and ty hope the new baseball stadium's uh you know super exciting so with that uh appreciate everyone out there listening appreciate uh, your 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 time you're giving to the teak nation podcast looking forward to talking with you all again very soon